Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of our Mental Health Awareness, right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Krista Sammy. Hmm, we've got a lot to talk about today. She says, gut, brain, axis. Well, what does that mean? Well, why is taking care of your gut good for your mental health? Well, did you know that 60, 90, 60 to 90% of your feel-good neurotransmitters are produced in your gut? So how do you feel? It's not just an in your head, but more likely what's going on in your gut. Being fine, mindful of the foods that you can eat and what you can put in your body is important, but it's a good part of having good gut health care. But there's so much more to it. The summary of the key neurotransmitters and their function, dopamine, affects your emotions, especially the feelings of happiness and joy. Uh, endorphins in, interact with the opate receptors in the brain to reduce your perception of pain. Um, Oxytocin oxygen is known as the love transmitter that promotes um, connectedness. And this other one is going to be very difficult for me to pronounce. Neopineprin has a meditative um, focus and attention. Serotonin regulates anxiety and can affect mood, uh, appetite and sleep. And if your gut is unhealthy because of acute or chronic stress, diet or frequent antibiotic use, you may notice a part of your mental health uh, you know, is really going to impact it. So how do you know what your gut and your mental health is doing? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Christy is a mental wellness expert who helps individuals end burnout, level up their life and create abundance, doing things differently with purpose and meaning and intention at the forefront of all that she does. After 17 years of the corporate world, she left the pharmaceutical um, healthcare sales to do something different, not only professionally, but personally. What um, began as trying a holistic approach to her mental health grew into Christy, finding a mission and a movement bigger than herself, which ultimately led her to the mental wellness business. She shares her experience with bipolar to destigmatizing mental health disorders. And as a mental health advocate and speaker, she inspires others, inspires others with their message of hope and healing and how success entirely possible even with a mental health condition. Today she is a successful business and she helps high performers elevate their mental wellness in via the gut-brain axis. She also leads a large team of wellness partners and together they're helping others discover their different steps into their strengths and passions and grow into the higher selves. Uh, you know there is that old adage thing, what you eat is who you are. Right. So <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> yep. Yep. Welcome to the show, love. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Um, your words, but you know, it, it is very, very true, isn't it? Is that we think that mental wellness is all in the head. And really, it's a huge indication that there is an awful lot out of sync within the body and the heart and the soul. And if we don't put things in alignment, 
we're going to be out of sorts. Mm-hmm. And gut health um, is something I've battled with for many, many, many years with IBS. You know, it is a constant vigilance on, you know, what you can eat and what you can't eat and how it's affecting you and everything else. And people just shove food in the mouth without really understanding what it's doing and the effect that it's having on their mental awareness and that sluggishness and that tiredness and that lethargy that goes along with it. Why am I feeling this way? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> so, my dear, um, gut brain axis. Tell us what exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's first just like, you know, the bigger picture, like when, um, when we feel like we've messed up or we're afraid or on the, on the positive side, when we have butterflies in our stomach Mm. because we're in love or something good is happening, those are all like gut responses and our gut plays such a huge role in not communication with our whole body. So literally the gut brain access is your, your gut is, is like your digestive parts of your body, small intestine, large intestine, your stomach, even your gallbladder. And so that's all considered your gut or your microbiome. And then obviously we have the brain where we think, oh, you know, if you're having a mental health struggle, it's all in your head, right? But it's not, it's our gut. And then it's the access in between. So the access the gut actually communicates more with the brain versus the other way around. Mm. So the gut is constantly sending signals via this access or the vagus nerve. So it's sending signals back to the brain. So like you said in the introduction, when the gut is out of balance, if we're not eating right, if we have had a lot of antibiotics in the past, the microbiome might be unbalanced, therefore making us feel tired or lethargic um, anxious feelings, tension, stress, all of these things are a sign that the gut could be out of balance. Take it from me, folks. (laughs) (laughs) IBS, right? Yeah. And it can throw you completely out of balance. Um, you know, having a, an IBS attack, you feel flattened afterwards. You feel exhausted. And it's like, why should you feel so exhausted? But you feel drained and that, you know, kind of, you can let depression in on that because it really can take you there. You know, uh, nowadays I found ways of getting around that, but it really can flatten you and you go, well, why, you know, just having a little bit of diarrhea can do that. No folks, it does. And this is why we really need to pay attention on the balancing of our gut because we don't want it to affect the performance of our lives. Absolutely. I mean, And the thing that's interesting is that I didn't really start focusing on the whole like diet and what I was putting in my mouth until after I rebalanced my microbiome and really worked on the healing of that. Because honestly, when you're anxious or stressed or tired, you don't go and reach for a salad. You go and reach (laughs) for like a bag of chips or some chocolate, right? But once you start feeling better and you feel things working in your favor, then it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to, what I put in my body is important and I'm going to feed it some good, healthy diet versus the other stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, well, let's look at uh, our wildlife, you know, look at elephants or, uh, you know, all these beautiful big creatures and they don't eat other flesh, you know, they're eating greenery 
and look at the size and the healthiness that, that they are. And it's like, we have more access to food today than ever in history, but it doesn't mean all of that food should be accessed. Right? <laughs> yeah. Are you a vegetarian? I'm a vegetarian. I do eat fish. Um, so I, you know, I eat fish now and again at home. I am pretty well 90% even vegan. Uh, and then, oh. but I have like a 20% when I go out, I'll have some fish, occasionally maybe a piece of chicken, but that's about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I see the value and I see how that would be the really good diet. So I'm, I'm moving towards that, but I haven't completely given up the meat. <laughs> Right. You know, I've done the 80-20 and a lot of it is the consciousness too, because there are so many alternatives today. We don't need to kill animals to eat. Mm -hmm. So we, there's so much other alternative out there. And also when you think about it, it is, um, you know, do we need it really? And we, we talk about protein, but what we're not really educated in is this protein in many other things. Yeah, you know? very true. And so, you know, we, we can get, we can't use that, we can't use any of that as, as an excuse anymore. But I think it's also eating for your gut. Mm -hmm. I have extra long intestines. So that means that digestive system is going to be longer, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. you know, that means you've got to eat foods that, you know, aren't going to kind of ferment and blow you up for right? while they're digesting. So uh, you've got to know your body, which means also, you know, the mind is listening to the gut, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. listen to the mind. It will tell you what the gut's saying. <laughs> the gut yeah. will tell you also. <laughs> Everybody's body is different. And yes. if you do do that and you tune in to what your body needs, and for me, it's eating small meals throughout the day. Like yeah. I have to have a little snack and things like that. My blood sugar is regulated and stuff. Um, so everybody is a little bit different, but just being mindful about what you are putting in your mouth is, is this fuel? Is this something that's going to help me? And you know, that piece of chocolate like may taste good in the moment, but then you have like a sugar crash or. Or go for the dark chocolate. Right. Which is healthier for you. You can actually get some fabulous chocolate um, that's healthy for you. I did a show on it, shamanic chocolate. It tastes absolutely oh. wonderful. It, the, the purity of it is absolutely fabulous. And, and really one or two pieces is all you need to completely you know, hit that craving. And it's, you know, it's got so many good nutrients in there that it's actually totally guilt-free chocolate. So you don't have to deprive yourself. You just have to look at other ways that you can eat it, mm -hmm. that it's a healthier way of eating. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, you know, a lot of people just, um, I just don't know why my brain is not engaged. You know, I just, I just can't seem to switch on, um, you know, and it's, I feel so sluggish. Mm -hmm. And that very much is the gut and the head kind of saying, oh, yeah, fuel, wrong fuel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of times people walk around and think having quote unquote, brain fog is mm. just part of like, oh, you know, I'm getting older, I have brain fog, my mind isn't as clear, I kind of forget things here and there. And I, I thought that was the case with me too, like I'm 46 now. And before I started on the gut brain access supplements, I would like just wake up in the morning and like, literally, like, don't talk to me until I've had my first cup of coffee. And then I could think clearly. But now when I've optimized my gut brain access, like I have so much more mental clarity, mental focus. It was almost like putting glasses on for the mm. first time where you're like, oh, like this is what the world is supposed <laughs> to look like. It doesn't have to be foggy and cloudy. And, but you don't know. You just start walking around thinking this is my normal. 
Right, exactly. If that's the way you've been, that's, you know, that's the way you think it is. And, you know, when suddenly you, you know, as you say, put on those right glasses and you can see the world, what might be missing out on? Yeah. Right? So that's a huge part of it. Um, you know, you have bipolar, which with a lot of that is most certainly balancing everything in your body, right? The neurons and everything else to keep an mm -hmm. equilibrium. And when you look at what you do for bipolar in many ways, it's what we really need to do for our general mental health, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, bipolar is unique in the sense that, um, for me at least, it responds really well to like mood stabilizers. Cause I have had this for about 20 years now. And the first time when they, when it sort of like, um, presented itself. It was in a, what's called a manic episode. Mm -hmm. So I like, lo I lost touch with reality. I, I went and spent a bunch of money. I did mm -hmm. like all kinds of crazy things that I wouldn't have normally done. And so, um, it was evident that I had the bipolar cause my dad also had it as well. Mm -hmm. So I've done really well on mood stabilizer medications, things like lithium and stuff, but, um, it's definitely a balance and it has its triggers. Um, stress is a big, big yes. trigger. And if I don't get, I have to get really good sleep every night. So like if I go out of town or something and like my sleep gets off, I don't become manic, but I just don't feel good the next day. So sleep and stress are like my two triggers that I have to watch really closely. As far as I'm concerned, I think stress, which creates anxiety, which cre creates depression very often, which cre creates fear is so very crippling and it also creates dis-ease yeah and, you know because when the body is so utterly stressed and anxious and living in that state all the time you know it's going to throw everything out, out of balance and the body doesn't it's like it's juggling so many balls and it doesn't know how to find you know catch them to bring that the equilibrium back so really i think one of our key things is is managing our stress level isn't it yeah and um did you know that um like our stress hormone cortisol is majority of it is in the gut mm. so if you again if your gut is not in sync is not where it needs to be it's you're gonna have a lot of stress and yes. like right now we are in the midst of moving we're just going one town over but everything is packed up and they say that stress or that moving is right up there with death and divorce. And <laughs> I haven't, I, I mean, obviously I've, my husband, I mean, my, I've experienced death with my parents, but like never divorced, thank goodness. But they say that's like so stressful. And I'm literally like so surprised at myself because I am a little stressed, but not like I would normally be. So like, I am, I've been taking my supplements regularly, especially right now because of this very stressful time. And, um, my psychiatrist, I actually had a virtual appointment with him last week and I'm always, you know, nudging at him like, Hey, I'm doing really well in these supplements. Can you continue to lower my medications, which he's done like ever since starting the supplements, my medications have come down by like 50%. Mm. Well, right in the midst of moving, and I told him I was moving, we had a, a chat last week on a virtual appointment. He actually lowered my main medication again, right in the midst of moving. So I he has obviously seen yeah. how balanced I've become by optimizing my gut brain access with the supplements. Yes. And, you know, supplements, I take stacks every day and, you know, I, I have medication and I go to medication when I know I need it. Um, I'm asthmatic, so that is the one thing that is every single day. But the other thing is, is as I need it, I don't take it 
um, all the time. I, I, I use my supplements the best way I can to balance. But, you know, you talk about the anxiety and the cortisol being in the stomach. My head can rationalize and deal with anything. Throw anything at me and I can deal with it. I'm just those kind of people. It goes straight to my gut. Right? Straight to my gut. All the anxiety, all the worry, all the fear, everything goes straight to my gut. So I can go from a flat gut to pregnant gut <laughs> filled yeah. with anxiety, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Not that I have a flat gut now, not after COVID. <laughs> I'm wishing. <laughs> but, you know, our gut is so important. It gets rid of all the waste that we don't need in our body. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful. Um, and we just had a, a LinkedIn Live. Our show this week was all about stress and mm um, a three-part approach to managing stress resilience. So yes. my stress resilience is much higher now that my gut brain access is optimized. Like I can literally handle more stress than what I used to be able to handle. So there's something to be said about, you know, stress resilience is a result of taking good care of your gut. You know, because my head can take things in stride, sometimes my only indicated that something is wrong is my gut because you know the head is like oh, just an, another thing you know i can get a bit pissed off about it but that's all right move on but my gut is the one goes has the reaction yeah so then you know how do you deal with that and it's like it's already reacting so then you have to really kind of have a conversation with your gut don't you you do you got to we our LinkedIn live show is called gut check, mind check, mm -hmm. like check your gut and then check your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think my mind kind of gives all my anxiety to my gut. Right. And then when the gut gets really um, overstressed out, then it affects my mind. So, you know, the, it, there is that correlation there and it's having to have that chat of, um, Okay, you're going to say the words that you need to say to release that emotion. All right. Yeah, and then words let it are go. powerful. <laughs> yes, yes. And sometimes when something goes wrong, you know, my client to just, okay, move on. But sometimes you really need to have a little closure on something or express a feeling. So find ways to express it, to spend it. Otherwise, it's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And affect you in other ways, right? 100%. Yeah. I mean, you really, I got to be careful sometimes the words that I speak, like saying, oh, I'm so stressed from this move. And it's like, no, maybe it's not that. Maybe I can use a different word, you know, because. Yes. Yeah. You know, okay, the move is challenging, but I'm handling it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Reframe it. Yes. Reframe it. And that's, if, I think, a huge thing with, um, you know, a self-talk. You know, uh, I, I'm guilty of the negative self-talk. Um, oh, we all are. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's part of kind of the way society has brought us up. You know, who do you think you are? Stop think, talking so positively about yourself. You're vain. And so, we, you know, we can talk negatively about ourselves all day long, and that seems to be okay. No, it isn't, folks. <laughs> no, it no. isn't. And if you catch yourself saying that, we've got to remember words have energy. Yeah. Right? And so that word that you're feeding out there is a negative energy that's going to come back on you. So it is be kinder to yourself. We're kind of words. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about, you know, pain is temporary, like mm -hmm. anxiety, if you're having those feelings, it's temporary. Yes. It's not, I would say this too shall pass. It's yes. not, it's not permanent. It's just a 
everybody has emotions and feelings and it's really about just being aware and recognizing and not beating yourself up because something like that's happening. And you know, this too shall pass, as they say. And every time we go through something, we just look back and go, hey, good for you. You know, you, you stepped into your strength, you stepped into your courage. And every time you do that, whenever you're facing something else, you go, you know, I've got this. I just pushed the courage button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And mental health is something that is a, a, a huge stigma in conversation. You know, we're, we're seeing more and more now of it on the, on, on the media where we're talking about it. But it was any time you had any form of mental challenge whatsoever, it was a sign of weakness, uh, you know, a flaw in you, um, you were damaged. And mm-hmm. we were totally changing that way of thinking because there's hardly anybody out there that you know, hasn't got some form of mental challenge in some form or way. And we really have to take the stigma out of it and understand why do we have so many mental challenges? Is it something that's societal, the societal expectation on us? Is it the chemicals that we are constantly around? Is it the environment? Is it just the sheer pressure or the hate that's out there? All of that compile up and anybody who is considered sane and normal you know can be thrown off kilter never mind anybody who's actually dealing with something how have you found that when you're well I think I think you nailed it when you said like you know the society how people I would say in the last 25 years it's been really stigmatized and how people see that as a weakness or someone had depression it was a character flaw Mm -hmm. or something wrong with them i mean just speaking from my own experience my dad growing up in high school like i would remember him like going into the bedroom and i would hear him crying and i'm like what is wrong this is like my dad who runs a construction company and Mm -hmm. is you know big solid guy and i i never understood that and then um, my then my parents like it was like we wouldn't talk about it, mm. nothing. I didn't know why he was doing that. And then in high school, I was a sophomore the first time that he tried to take his life. And I remember coming home from school and seeing like fire trucks and ambulances in the driveway and going <gasps> like, what is going on? And I go in and they're taking him out on the 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 gurney to go to the hospital. And my mom tells me that he mixed up his medications Mm -hmm. and that they have to take him to pump his stomach. And I was like, like, it didn't sit right with me at that time. I remember those butterflies in my stomach. Like that sounds different. I didn't know what to make of it. Go to the hospital. Thankfully they were able to put charcoal in his stomach, pump his stomach. And then he was going to a special hospital for 72 hours. And I was like, everything was, you know, like, it was just weird, right? Under the rug, under the rug, cloak and dagger, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, I was my first experience of a psychiatric hospital. How how old were you? I was a sophomore in high school. So I think I was like 15 Mm -hmm. the first time. Yeah. And then when he came home, after being at this interesting hospitals I mean the people that I saw in there we would be sitting at the dinner table eating our food like like nothing has happened like we're just back to normal and 
we're just going to carry on. And that was the first experience I had of like significant like mental health issues. And the, my whole high school, it was always slept under the rug. He tried again to take his life when I was a senior in high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely talked way more about now. I, I mean, there's still plenty of people that are suffering in silence be, because they don't think it's okay to talk about or they feel flawed or there's something wrong with them that they there's nothing that they can do. But it's really important that we not just raise awareness for mental yeah. health and wellness, because I think people are aware yes. there's a problem. But the more important thing is, is about taking action. Like if you see someone or you know somebody that is struggling, reach out to them and be compassionate and be understanding, you know, do something. Don't just be like, oh yeah, I know we're being aware, but like being aware is not enough. Right. But it's also be careful what you do do. Um, in, um, my IBS comes from fibromyalgia, so it's part and parcel with that. And, you know, when I used to go over to visit my son, it would be, mom, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I, all of it was coming from concern for my health, you know, of managing my health. And, and then just one day, I just, just grabbed him by the hand and said, stop trying to fix me because you make me feel broken. Oh. Just simply put your arms around me and tell me you love me. Mm. That's the medicine I need. As it, you don't understand my disease. Even I have challenges with my disease. And your uh, suggestions are not the solution to my disease. And you make me feel that um, something's wrong with me, right? Other than, you know, because for me, the disease I have is, is a challenge that I walk around with. It doesn't define me. It is not me. It's just something that's attached to me that wants to go with me, right? Mm -hmm. But it is one thing we have to be very careful around people with, with any form of challenge because fibromyalgia causes depression and everything else because it's always the chemistry in the body that's going wrong, is we want to make sure that we say the right things or sometimes it's just simply to say, I know you're going through something hard right now. Please know I'm there for you. Yes. No, I mean, that is more than enough. Yeah. Like that I, you know, I see, like, let me know if you ever want to talk yeah. or anything because... Yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got a good friend, you can say, hey, I know you're just down at the moment, but I'm taking you for lunch. We're going to cheer you up. And they may protest. I don't want to go. No, no, come on. Come on. I don't care if you're in your sweats. Right. And just go in and show them something else outside of themselves, because it's so easy to get so trapped inside yourself and you don't know your way out. Inside. Yeah. Yes. Our thoughts take over. Yeah. yeah. And um, believe me, when these get on a roller coaster, those thoughts they can talk you into doomsday. Oh, yeah. Easily. Fast track. <laughs> so I think what the awareness that we're talking about with mental health is being aware that there are these issues out there, but on how to talk to people with various things. And sometimes you don't know what, what they have or what they're dealing with, and they may not even know it. You know, is it depression because of COVID? Is it depression because the chemical imbalance in the body? Is it something they're going through right now? You know, we don't know what it is. We're not the doctor, but we can be the supporter. Mm -hmm. And just sometimes, you know, I, I, I know you need a hug today, right? And it's the simple things that they may even pull away from you, but don't be offended by that. It's because it's, you're, you're taking them from a tornado of emotions and a hug is really wonderful, but it's also a bit foreign to them at that time, 
right? So I think that we should see in schools uh, training around mental health and the do's and the don'ts and what really is supportive and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, and sometimes you don't even know. No, no. Sometimes there isn't a, a label. Yeah, you know? no, I have a, my sister-in-law, my youngest sister-in-law wasn't taking any medications, nothing. She was the life of the party, energetic, everything. And she took her own life. And it's that spare of the moment despair that comes crashing down. And generally when you do see people that are over the top life, you know, who never seem to have a down day, you know, that is kind of can be a trigger too, because it's like, is this a facade covering something else up? Right. So, um, but, you know, again, we're not here to diagnose, you know, we're here to just support, but it's also recognizing red flags. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that gut access, I know that you're taking nutrients now that have have found that equilibrium between your gut and and your brain um and really yes it's what we what we eat it's it's managing our anxiety but it's very much about what is going to get all the neurons firing properly in the body and we really don't have the time to kind of meditate 50 hours a day doing that you know it's right you know we have lives and people who you know rely on us so you know the there is always an answer and nutrient answers that can address that because if you know if we're not paying attention to the brain or if the brain is off kilter it affects the rest of the body and if the stomach is off kilter it's going to affect the brain which will then affect the rest of the body mm-hmm. and so it's a vicious cycle so balance is what we're needing isn't it so and the nutrients are the ones that do that so tell us about the nutrients that you found that have brought about that balance Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you talked about like the neurotransmitters, like the dopamine and the mm-hmm. serotonin or most of it is made in the gut. So, you know, optimizing the gut brain access improves the production of those neurotransmitters. Um, one of the key ingredients in the, the supplement I take for my brain is pomegranate extract. Mm-hmm. That's just really, really good for focus and clarity um, the product for the access in between, um, is a certain, um, form of mushroom. Um, so that just like optimate optimizes the signals is of helping. cordyceps mushrooms. Um, I can't remember offhand. It might be shiitake mushroom. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, but it is mushroom blend mm. and it, it helps the gut communicate with the brain. Um, so they're just all natural. A lot of them are ancient ingredients. Yes. You know what I mean? They've been around for years and years and years. And um, Amare, the company that I'm with, is the first company to like put all of these together like in a coordinated system. So you have the product for the gut and that one has like um, different strains of bacteria that are specific to mental wellness. So my customers always say, oh, but I, I have the best probiotic from Whole Foods. And I said, that can be good and all, and it's, maybe it's helping, but these probiotics are designed specifically for mental wellness. So they're designed for like lowering anxiety, um, lowering stress levels, 
even works on inflammation because a lot of inflammation comes from our, our gut as well. Um, so yeah, so Amari's put the whole system together, the gut, the access in between, and then the brain. And that's what you need is, is something that pays attention to the system because you know, when we're looking at something wrong, we're very good in society of putting the band-aid on the sore, but not addressing where the sore came from. You know, it's, it's what is the core root of the problem. And very often it is simply the imbalance that is right. going on, right? Yeah. And this is literally like by addressing your gut, you're getting to the root cause. It's not like pharmaceuticals where, you know, you feel anxiety. So they're going to give you a band-aid. Yeah. So you don't feel the anxiety. But the problem and is still there manifesting, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't address the problem. No. <laughs> it just masks the symptoms. Yes. Yeah. So ironically, I, I don't know if you saw my bio too. Ironically, I came from pharmaceuticals. Yes. I worked for yes. Pfizer for like 10 years. So I'm like going from pharmaceuticals to nutraceuticals. <laughs> right. And so you worked with Pfizer, which uh, of course is kind of the number one vaccine out there right now, which is a shortage where we've run out of it here and having to go to different vaccines uh, for the second shot because we're not getting enough. Um, the thing about pharmaceutical, everything has its place, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are drugs that we do need um, that are all based on um, um, botanical sources right and, and then they chemicalize everything but it's we shouldn't have to be kind of the reliant on the drug you know whether we should be trying on the other things now certain times yes you need it i have an antidepressant which i take now and again if i need it if i feel you know the rabbit hole is opening up um and i know that it's there to help close that down but i don't want to become dependent on it so again it's what can you nutritionally do to sustain your body so that you don't have to go to the pharmaceutical. And if you do have to have a balance, like an asthma pump, I have to have that. They haven't found anything to replace that. Then it's okay. But it's not shoving, you know, 30 different chemical um, pharmaceutical drugs in your body that probably all don't like each other in the body yeah. and are busy fighting and you're wondering why you're having a reaction. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Find I mean, pharmaceuticals have their place. Like if yeah. you get like pneumonia yes. or really bad infection, you'll be grateful that the pharmaceutical companies are around. And right. I was, I've been grateful for that because I do take a mood stabilizer for my bipolar and right. if it weren't for that, like I would yes. not be able to function. Right. So everything has its place, but if we can nutritionally take care of our bodies we're not dependent on the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical mm -hmm. which i know pharmaceutical companies don't want to hear that <laughs> um but you know uh, as i had a wonderful woman that worked until 82 on my network five years she worked with this wise health mountain of wonderful information still accessible here and she used to she used to call herself snake oil woman because back in the 60s when she started you know it was kind of woo woo stuff and um, she calls it god's pharmacy and that you know everything it, that is nutritional and the nutrients that we take is all God's pharmacy and that for whatever disease is there, you know, God has a, a cure for it over planted over here. And it's just finding that balance, isn't it? Because it's all about the balance. What is going to equalize your body so it can run up to optimum. And they're like, you know, you talked about inflammation. Fibromyalgia is about, it's an inflammatory disease. 
and everything is inflamed. And yeah. so keeping that inflammation down is absolutely essential. But people don't realize inflammation is probably a huge part of many, many diseases that people have and they don't know about. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So much pain in the body, back pain, neck pain. Mm. It's all inflammation. Um, and even our immune system, like 80% yes. of our immune system is in the gut. So yeah. mm -hmm. we've got to respect our guts more. I know. Trust. Oh, I don't. Ha I have a shirt that says "Trust Your Gut," and then I have one that says "Happiness." It's a gut feeling, right? And I'm always talking about the soul speaking through the gut. You know, when you have that gut reaction, I don't know why I know, but I know. I yeah. call that the knowingness, and it comes through the gut to the heart to resonate in truth into the spirit interaction, and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. That's trusting the gut. Absolutely, I love that. So our gut is working goddamn hard for us. <laughs> yes, it is. Might as well take good care of it and yeah. feed it all the right nutrients. Yes, you're right. And that is the food and the nutrients because we could eat an extremely healthy diet. But it's just the exterior stress levels of life or chemicals that are around us or anything else that can throw you off kilter. So the, you know, the other nutrients that you're taking are just there to kind of rebalance things and make sure that food's being digested properly and that it's going where it's going and it's wasting where it's meant to waste. And the inflammation is down. And if we can find that happy marriage between good food, a positive attitude and nutrients that can help us have that equilibrium, then we can really have a very, very well balanced life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's where it's at. You know, you take good care of your body and your body will take care of you. You know, the, the thing you've got to remember folks, this is the only vessel you have in this lifetime. Yep. You can't trade this car in for something else. <laughs> right? And you know, you may go and get some panel beating done or, you know, have parts replaced, but ultimately this yep. is your vehicle. One and only, <laughs> yeah. one and only. So look after it, respect it. And you know, when, when you look at, um, the way people abuse it, you know, with with either, you know, with drugs, with alcohol, with food, with stress, we, we take our bodies and abuse our bodies and then wonder why our body lets us down. So true. Yeah. For me, I think it's the food. I can definitely, um, I don't know. I would say upgrade some, I mean, I, I'm not eating as clean as I want to basically. Right. There's always room for improvement. Yes. Yeah. I'm a six veggie and night person. You know, you can take my meat, you can take all of that. Don't touch my veggies. <laughs> I love my veggies. Um, I mean, it's finding out that food that agrees with you, you know, um, mm -hmm. and uh, um, as you said, eat smaller meals through the day instead of one big meal. Uh, which then your poor gut has got to work overtime in order to digest. Right. right. So, and if you can go for a walk after you've had a meal, if you can, right. So all these little things, but that nutritional balance, um, you know, uh, a lot to do with IBS is not what necessarily you eat. It is a, um, a misfiring of the brain, of the body, the brain going into a, um, a panic uh, of, you know, speaking to the gut and causing the gut to go into an, an upset. So this is why keeping stress level is, uh, is, is very, very necessary. It isn't, um, you know, the diet because my diet can be exactly the same and I can have a, an attack. So it's a, where's my stress level. 
Yeah, and like, also focusing on on movement because yes. exercise is so good to reduce stress. Um, you know, kicks in all those endorphins and yeah, really yeah. good for you. Yeah, and I'm too too many hours a day at the computer, and I've got one of these. Um, massage things on my feet the balls oh, go around so I nice. do that every day and that's good for the circulation so if you are stuck behind a desk because so many people are now you know behind the computer for work or anything it's like get up and move around even if it's to go to the bathroom grab a drink of water or whatever and try you know various things that can get your body circulation going because I found that really was a, a big problem so we need to do that our physical health is going to affect our mental health. Our mental health is going to affect our physical health. There is no divide. There's no divide, but I often ask my audience or ask people, like, what comes first, mental health or physical health? And I'm a firm believer that mental health does because when we are mentally healthy and balanced and in a good spot, we end up taking care of our physical health better. But if we're not in a good place mentally and we're struggling, it, you know what I mean? It's a little bit sometimes, or at least for me, I just don't make good choices. Mm. Right. You know, when, when you're down or depressed or just disconnected, um, you don't make good choices, but you're off kilter. You know, I had a, um, a brain tutor on here the other day. And, you know, she was talking about, you know, retraining the brain to to find its equilibrium and fire because we talk about programming a great deal and getting rid of old programming because you're carrying that virus around. We get rid of old programming so new programming can come in that's more productive for you. But the brain is the mechanics of the body. And if it's out of kilter, then, you know, it throws the whole body out of kilter. So it's very, very essential that we kind of look to the brain and what nutrients does it need to be firing properly? And then, you know, it, what other nutrients are we putting into our gut that we're being friendly to the gut because of all the work it does. Look at all the work that it does for us. I know. Right? You know, it's a huge amount of work and it's working 24 seven folks. It doesn't stop, right? Our brain shuts off supposedly when we sleep, you know, it goes off into its own <laughs> twilight zone, but the poor little gut is still working for you. So we need to be kinder to the gut. So tell us about these nutrients that you are actually taking that have actually changed your life. Yeah, absolutely. So it's simple. It's um, supplements for the gut brain access. Um, there's a product for the gut that I was alluding to that is a probiotic, prebiotic, phytobiotic, and a digestive blend. So it is a powerful supplement and basically four supplements in one. And it's a powder. I just put it in my coffee every morning. And then I take um, the supplement for the brain called Mentafocus, and that one is for clarity, cognition, memory, just focus, things like that. And then the other product is the MentaSync, which helps um, sync my gut to the brain. So there's all that communication is going on from the gut to the brain, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And then I, I take some other ones, but my main ones are this other one called Mood Plus. And Mood Plus is um, it's like an all-natural anti-anxiety, anti-depressant that has ashwagandha, rafuma, 
uh, Kenna, just like really calming ingredients, lowers tension, lowers stress, balances the mood by increasing serotonin. So those, that's kind of like the, the bread and butter of what I take, but I also take, you know, multivitamin and different things like that. And we have um, protein shakes, all of the products that I take, they work synergistically mm-hmm. on the gut brain access. So I stick to one line of supplements because they all kind of team effort. They all yeah. work. They all work together. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you've reduced your bipolar medicine from being on this. A lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it may get to that day where you completely come off it. That so. would be amazing. That would be like a dream come true. I did try to do that in 2015 um, with not my regular psychiatrist. I found this holistic psychiatrist, but she didn't know my history. Like in 2009, I had a manic episode that kept me in a hospital for 72 days. Mm. So I had to be really cautious. Um, But like I said, my psychiatrist has seen how well these supplements do work on me. So he's been able to lower them quite a bit. Right. I mean, you know, when I went into depression down that rabbit hole, it's like I could walk in front of a bus and I wouldn't care. You know, and that despair of, you know, somebody's coming into your gut, just pulling it out. And you're just, what, what am I doing here? You know, I'm useless. And, uh, you know, you go through the whole thing, right? And it's just, there is no snapping out of it. There is no rationality to it. No, it no. Is, it's a feeling that so overtakes you. And I eventually found these pills that apparently have been around for about 50 years, an extremely low dose. But they bought my equilibrium and I have not gone down the rabbit hole since. And as Good. I said, I don't need to take them every day. It's just that now and again, I can feel hmm, a bit stressed today. Take them to kind of keep my equilibrium there. Um, otherwise, you know, it's into the nutrients. So, you know, everything is it, you can get to that stage where your body can now manage itself. But it's good to have those other medicines there for when you do need them, because there is a purpose for them. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. that we're inclined with pharmaceutical to overdo the pharmaceutical. Yeah. And no, there was a time like back in 2007, 2008, this psychiatrist, he had me on like five or six different medications. I don't even know how I did it. Cause like right. a lot of them were like, so sedating. Yes. And- Zombie. You were walking dead. <laughs> yeah. But I would, for me, I was so good at putting on a show. Like yeah. I was so happy I was working my job at Pfizer, driving my company car in my tailored suit, like putting it all together. But on the inside, I was like a hot mess. Yeah. And, and that's what you see so often, you know, like your sister-in-law, you know, the facade, you know, people think you see those commercial, you know, depression hurts. And oh, you're seeing yeah. everybody like this and, and then take this pill, but it may, side effect may cause suicide. I just can't watch those anymore. And I've noticed they're not around actually anymore, mm. right? Which is, right? Big, yeah, you know, like, oh, but it, they think that everybody's walking around that's depressed is, is totally switched off and detached and unable to speak. So many people that have mental problems, that the anxiety is, the facade of them is completely, nobody ever thought I had depression. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just because I'm still doing what I'm doing and everything else. And nobody saw that. Right, so right. What's going on inside. So we don't always see the evidence of it. Right. No. But you, so you don't know what's going on in, inside of someone. So, you know, sometimes if you're feeling a little something, and this is where I want to be. This comes up in every show and it's like, <laughs> I love the that. I the breeze and the trees. Yeah, that's where I would like to be. So uh, be gone in a moment. It's my flash of hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. 
I think that's actually kind of a point though. Sometimes we get so bogged down in, in every day that we don't project forward of where you would like to go, what you'd like to do, or even transforming your whole psyche there. And just having a moment at the beach with the breeze, you know, in your mind, and you can kind of feel the water on your feet and it can calm you down, right? So, but depression and anxiety and bipolar and manic depressant and all of these type of things, they are here and we need to deal with them. And the stigma, the persecution, the shame, and the blame that we've put on people. And of course, back in the day, you showed anything and you were thrown in into an institution. This actually how men got rid of their wives by saying they had hysteria. That's where hysterectomy comes from, is um, that women had hysteria. They gave her hysterectomy so that she, hysteria would be gone. Oh my right? God. So, so women weren't allowed any emotions whatsoever without receiving a label on an institution. So. And that you know, goes up to kind of the 60s. So, you know, not so long ago. Um, well, I think now, too, I mean, people, there's a stigma with like having to go to the doctor for anxiety or depression. And like nowadays, you know, there's so much stuff outside of mainstream that's actually disrupting regular healthcare. Yeah. you know, supplements, eating healthy, you know, doing yoga or tai, uh, Qigong or all of these different things becoming more accepting to talk about it. And yeah. people are seeing that there's solutions besides taking a Zoloft or a Prozac. Yes. Like there are other solutions that can really, really help. Yeah. yeah. We've, you know, this also should be under my other show title of your health is your choice because it is. Our health is our choice. Um, we may not know what is wrong with us. Go and get your diagnosis. But after that, do your research of what can help you and try various things until you find that thing that works. You have found the nutrients that work for you. Mm -hmm. This is your this is your harmony. This is your orchestra. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're all playing beautifully. And so they keep your equilibrium there. We have to be willing not just to put all the burden on the doctors who, who only see you for two minutes and don't have the entire history. Right. But we have to we have to take that onus of listening to podcasts, listening to TED Talks, looking at various companies out there, listening to testimonies and going, okay, I'm willing to try. And if you really want good health, mind, body, spirit, whole body health, you really need to be willing to do the research of what's going to work for you and try it. So people can go to your company and they can try these nutrients and see how it works for them. The other thing is I tried it once and it didn't work. No. Your body recycles every three months. So you need to be on something for three months for it to um, kick out what's not working and make something work and for you to really truly see the benefits of it. So you've got to be on something for three months. And, and if, it's, if it's a total negative reaction, that's a totally different thing. But, you know, you, you, your body is going to go through adjustments and allow your body to adjust it and give it three months to see where the difference is, right? it's not going to be an overnight sensation. Yeah. I mean, that's what I tell all my clients anyways. I say, you got to give me 90 days of yes. consistency. Yes. You got to do it every day because, you know, your gut didn't become damaged overnight. So right. it's not going to be fixed overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, while you're doing that nutritionally in your body, at the same time, look at your lifestyle and going, okay, what can I get rid of that's causing me stress that I simply do not need anymore? So true. 
uh, there's a partnership there, you know, there's a partnership between the nutrients in your body and you looking at your body and going, I'm going to clean house and, you know, get rid of any of the mental anxieties. And that can be people, that can be a job, that can be just a certain lifestyle you have. And then just say, I'm going to change it because this is no longer serving me. There is no one magic pill that cures everything, is there? No, there is no one magic anything. No, no. I used to get that all the time because I used to do a lot of speaking in our community. And then people would say, well, like, what do you take for your bipolar? And I said, you know, what works for me is not going to work always for right. someone else. So, yeah. yeah. And that, that comes into a partnership with ourselves. As I said, I have a partnership with my fibromyalgia. You know, sometimes it taps me on the shoulder and says, I need attention and I've got to give it attention. Other times it works with me because we found an equilibrium. So, you know, whatever you have, like you with the bipolar, you know, you need to take that medication, but you also know your warning signs. You know, when you're, okay, you know, I'm pushing too far, I can't take that. Mm, it's a warning, pay attention. And it's being in succinct with your body and your mind, your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Right. So... We abstain a great deal from our own health. Yes. And we have to be responsible for our own health because we can't rely on doctors or anyone else. Really important. Like you said, when you know your fibromyalgia is acting up, it's time to address it and do yeah. what you need to do. Otherwise, it's going to be the wackaroo. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and who wants to go there? You know, when you, can, when you can just pause for a moment, pay attention to what your body needs or your mind needs at the time pay attention to it, love it, nurture it, give it what it needs. It's going to be there for you. But if you ignore it, it's going to end up consuming you and flattening you and making much harder time to recover. Okay, so the site that you have for people in order to get this nutrient, can you give us that site, love? And I know that you have a particular number um, after it, but which will mean that it comes from you. Yeah, absolutely. So are you going to put that in the show notes? Or yes, it's, it's the... in the show notes. If you want to, for the people that are listening by audio, it's triple W M Y A M A R E G L O B L dot com slash three nine four eight eight slash E N U S. And that would be the whole number. It's going to be here on the on the YouTube. It's also on the show page, folks. All you have to do is go to selfdiscoverymedia.com and put in Krista Sammy, H-S-A-M-M-I-E, and uh, you'll get all the links there. Um, and But understand also you've got more information here. You can get hold of you at LinkedIn at Krista yes. Sammy. And Krista is K-R-I-S-A. Yeah, it's a K. And then Samimi, yeah, Samimi is S A. M-I-M-I, Samimi. Oh, Samimi, right. So, yes. and that's the same for Facebook. They can catch you there on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've heard what you need to do today and you found an answer with this company. It's, it's become your balance. It's become your equilibrium. And whoever's listening, you don't know if it's going to be your balance or not unless you're willing to try it. So, you know, give it a go and uh, allow that three months, that 90 days, and let and see for yourself you'll know and if you if you really want to be diligent about it you know take down notes every day of how you feel you know uh did you have bloating or did you have brain fog did you have this or that is it clearing and then you can go back on their notes and you can see where the improvement is and you can also just feel it in your lifestyle and believe me your friends will notice 
<laughs> your friends will notice they'll always be the one what are you doing right so um and give it a try it's worked for you right with your bipolar with your anxiety with your gut with everything else and it's all about that you know brain gut axis and the whole beautiful thing about it is we are a whole body we're a whole body and we need to address the whole body and when we take and care of two things we take care of everything yeah hippocrates there's a quote that says all disease begins in the gut mm. yes uh, my my suma nathan from wise health uh, my little uh, wonderful little snake oil woman she would say mm -hmm. the most important organs are the uh, the colon the liver and the kidneys because if they're out of sorts they send everything out of sorts and so yeah we don't we don't look after our gut folks please think about that greasy burger you're putting in your stomach and you know it, is your stomach really designed well in that digesting that and how much grease is kind of lining the stomach lining there and uh, yeah it's just you know there's a time to be mindful and if you yes. want to have a good long healthy life right so mm -hmm. well thank you so much for sharing here today love um, thanks for having me excellent important topic because people do not associate brain and gut together and uh, you know now we know and it's what are we going to do about it and we've got the nutrition that have really worked for you but even just being aware that we need to do something and also with mental health when somebody has got something don't shame them don't blame them don't don't treat them in an awkward thing of like i don't know how to talk to them you know <laughs> it just go and get to know them on on every level and what a, what they have will come out and then you can find the conversation where you can say tell me more about it but don't think oh well you know they've got bipolar i don't know what to say to them uh -huh. please don't treat them as an alien right <laughs> we're all we're all humans here yes. having this experience <laughs> yes exactly human being having just with a challenge that's it right and uh, we all want to to be loved, to be cared for, to be a part of something. So please don't treat them differently. Right. Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on softdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.